Part 9, page 143. Chapter 7. Rumi's Migration to Eternity. I was dead. I revived. I was a tear. I became a smile. I dove into the sea of love, the final eternal commonwealth. Mathnewi was finally completed, and Rumi was exhausted and worn out of from this long period. Besides, his intense and tough years had brought him to the end of the way. Rumi was reading poems with a feeling that his life was coming to an end. Oh, bird that has flown away from this tight cage of the body. You took all your possessions and ascended to the heights of the heavens. After this, behold a new and fresh rejuvenation. A new life will come. Until when you are going to continue this disorganized life, this miserable life on this earth? Death, in fact, is the life of this world. Death that scares us is life itself, in fact. To think the opposite, that is to consider death annihilation instead of being born to a different world, is faithlessness. If God tears down the house of the body, do not lament, do not complain. Know this well, you are in fact imprisoned in the prison of the body. When death comes and that place collapses, you will be free. Oh, my soul, there is a concealed joy, a hidden happy life beyond this cover of soil. Behind the cover, concealing everything, are hundreds of beautiful Josephs. When the material existence, this physical body, goes away, the spirit that is your real being remains. Oh, spirit that is infinite! Oh, body that is mortal! If you want to know how this happens, look at yourself every night. When you fall asleep, your body seems as if dead. But your spirit is stretching its wings over the gardens of paradise. Oh, those who now are separated from their cages, show your face again, appear and tell where you have been. The ship of your body is wrecked on that sea. Oh, those who are poured into the sea of death like the fish, even if for one moment come out of this water, show yourselves. Oh, those who come to this world by being born from the world of spirits, don't be afraid when death comes. This is not death. It is a second birth. Be born. Be born to the beyond. One day, Rumi's wife said, Our great master should have had a lifetime of 300 or 400 years to be able to fill the world with truth and spirituality. Upon this, Rumi said, Why? Why? We are neither Pharaoh or Nimrod. What business do we have on the realm of this earth? How can we have peace here? We are imprisoned in this world's dungeon to help a few people get out of the jail. It is hoped that I may return to our prophet, the lover of God, soon. On those days, that Rumi longed for leaving this world, 
He did not talk to anyone for three days and three nights. When his wife came and asked him why he was so down, he said, I wonder how my death will be. Rumi was walking in the madrasa, shouting and sighing deeply on those days. There was a cat in the house. This cat came before Rumi and bellowed and meowed as if it was suffering. Rumi smiled and said, Do you know what this poor cat is saying? The ones there said no. So Rumi said, It says that you will be returning to your homeland to high above with salvation. Poor me, what am I going to do? All the friends there started to cry and wail once they heard this. Sheikh Sadreddin had come to visit Rumi with a few more dervishes. He showed great interest to him and said with sorrow, May God heal you soon. The illness is a reason to increase your degree. God willing, you may get well soon. Upon that, Rumi said, From now on, may God heal you. There's nothing else left other than a shirt between the lover and the beloved. Don't you want him to take it off too and let light unite with light? And he read this poem. His union with his lover all naked is nicer than his union in silk clothes. I have worn out my body. I am all naked, all in a dream. Now I am walking at the ending of the degrees of union. Sheikh Sadreddin cried in tears with his fellows and they departed. Rumi gathered his friends one day and said, Don't feel sorrow for me leaving this world. Mansur's light manifested on the soul of Feriduddin Attar a hundred fifty years later. I will be with you after I die as well. Remember me to make me seem like I am with you. I am always with you with it doesn't matter what clothes I have on or what appearance I am in. I fill your hearts with the truth and spirituality. My alive state is to show you the true path. My dead state is to help you. I have two interests in this realm. One is for you, the other is for the body. When I leave everything behind, and see the face of the united realm with God's mercy, my interest for the body will end, and all of my interests will belong to you. Finally, Rumi's tired body caught an illness and burned with a fever for days. The doctors could not find a remedy. During his illness, earthquakes happened for seven days, and Konya was shaken strongly. The people came to Rumi and begged him to pray. Rumi, on his deathbed, read this poem to the ones who asked for his prayer. You are still angry, in spite of this love and mercy of yours. But still, I am in love with you. You broke this glass world to pieces by saying, You will never see me. The world has been shaking with continuous earthquakes, because you are carrying your belongings from the house. 
Hundreds of thousands of the sick are crying because of you. They cannot live without you. You also know that. Earth is like night. You are the sun. People are nothing but forms and models. You are the soul. They are all in the struggle to earn their daily bread. So, they are not aware of the soul. When soul moves from his place, they all start screaming. When the sun eclipses, joy and pleasure disappear. When he is around, no one notices or remembers him. But when he hides, alas! O oh, beauty of the struggle! Life of the bazaar, the taste of house and store, be silent. Gossip is a curtain to the sea of meaning that hangs in the balance. Don't be afraid, the poor soil is hungry. It needs a fatty bite. It is necessary to give that bite. And he spoke his last will. He said, I bequeath to you, secretly and openly, to fear God, to eat less, to sleep less, to talk less, to avoid sins, and to continue fasting and praying. I will always wish for you to avoid lust, to stand against the torment and affliction of the people, to stay away from bad people, and to be with the righteous people who have the charity. The best of the people are those who are the most beneficial to others. The best saying is the minimal and the essential. He bequeathed to his son, Sultan Velet, O oh my son, I bestow upon you. In any case, find knowledge, decency, and reinforcement. Always examine the works of past religious elders. Fulfill your shortcomings without leaving the path of our Prophet. Learn Islamic law and hadiths. Don't be one of those ignorant ascetics. Always perform the prayer in congregation. Don't ask for fame, for fame is disaster. Do not depend on authority. Do not stand before the judge in court. Don't speak a lot. Speaking too much discords the heart. Do not deny the word. Its sayers and owners are many. Say less and run away from the evil and the mischief of people. As if you run away from a lion, stand aside. Beware of the women and those who take improper paths in religion. Eat the permissible and avoid the suspicious. Don't get caught up in the world. The worldly desires cause religion to become a loss. Don't laugh loudly. Laughing too much is the death of the heart. Look at everyone with compassion, not with treachery. Don't struggle with others, and don't ask anything from anyone. Don't give orders to anyone. Serve the scholars and the saints with property, body, and soul. Don't deny the states of the religious elders. Those who disbelieve 
cannot reach peace and salvation. It was Rumi's last day. Husamettin Chalebi was sitting next to him. Rumi was leaning on him. Suddenly, a beautiful-faced man appeared in the room in a way that Husamettin Chalebi lost himself with the effect of his beauty. Rumi stood up immediately, welcomed him, and ordered, Pick up the bed. The young man waited for a while. Chalebi asked him, What is it? Who are you? What do you want? He said, I am Azrael, the angel of death. I have come with the order of Almighty God to hear what holiness Rumi will command. Usametin Chalebi was terrified of this majesticness. Rumi said, Come close, come close, my soul. Oh, the messenger of my sultan, do what is commanded. If God wills, he will find me patient. After saying this couplet, he united with the truth and migrated to the eternal realm. 672 Hijri, 1273 CE The eyes were filled with tears. The hearts were crying with mourning. Even the non-Muslim communities were in great sorrow. Every true-hearted person was crying for him. He was the light and the secret of the Prophet. He was the eternal sea of love, the sultan of spirituality. He was a treasure. Everyone was saying such words for him and bellowing and crying. Rumi's coffin was barely able to be carried due to the huge crowd, so he was buried by the afternoon, even though his funeral prayer had commenced at noon. When my coffin starts to walk on my death day, don't think that I have the sadness of this world. Don't cry for me. Don't say what a pity. When they put me down in the grave, do not say farewell. The tomb is the curtain of the peace of heavens. Dr. Ekmeluddin was saying to the people around, Obey the decency. Complete your duty in silence with respect. He was Rumi, the sultan of the real sheikhs. He migrated. As per Rumi's testament, when Sheikh Sadreddin Konevi stood before the coffin to perform the funeral prayer, he could not stand it and he started sobbing with grief. He was about to faint. The people took his arms and drew him back. Upon this, Judge Sirajeddin performed the prayer. I was dead. I came alive. I was a tear. I became a smile. All because of love when it arrived. My temporal life from then on changed to eternal. Oh, my soulmate, you carry a treasure hidden by the curtain of soil. There are hundreds of beautiful faces like Joseph in that unseen world. When the form of the body is buried, the form of the soul remains alone. The form of the body is transient, but the form of soul is permanent.
after I die, open my grave, and see how smoke is rising from my shroud because of the fire in it. Do not compare those who do not smile at the moment of death to a candle. Only those who melt like a candle on the path of love will be able to spread smells like amber. According to Rumi, the soul leaving the body is not death, it is birth. The soul leaves the body and flies to the truth and reaches the pleasure of uniting with him. That is the reason Rumi calls this event Chebi Arus, which means the wedding day of the lover with the truth. End of part. Page 155. Part 10, page 157. Chapter 8. From the Conversations. I am he whom I love, and he whom I love is I. We are as two souls in one body. This part is prepared by quoting and simplifying the conversations, Makalat, of Shams of Tabriz. They say that I am a saint. I said, all right, let it be so. But what pride does it bring to me? If I were to be proud of it, I would be highly improper. But Rumi, as understood from the attributes defined by the Quran and the sayings of the Prophet, is a real saint. And I am the saint of the saint, the friend of the friend. In this respect, I am firmer. If you prostrate a hundred times in front of the mirror, it never moves from its place. If any ugliness has appeared in the mirror, know that it is your own defect. Do not disparage the mirror. Now, my friend, you say, put the mirror in my hand so that I may look at it. I cannot find an excuse for this, nor can I deny your request. But I say, let me find an excuse not to give you the mirror. Because if I say that there's a defect on your face, you will probably not accept it. And if you say that the mirror is defective, this will be worse for you. Now I say, let me give you the mirror. But if you see a defect on its face, do not despise the mirror. I accept, I swear. Now bring me the mirror. I have no more patience, he said. The conditions and the agreements are this. Every time you see your fault, you shall not hit the mirror. You shall not destroy its jewel-like essence. Even if its essence cannot be broken, you shall not do this. God forbids, he said. I would never do so. I would never even think of it. Now give me the mirror so that I can show you my good manners and my fidelity. After all these words, when he was given the mirror, he wanted to break it because when he had seen his own face, he saw an ugly image. He wanted to throw it on the ground, but he couldn't do it. When he was thinking of this, the mirror was rebuking him with its stance. You see, what have I done to you? And what do you want to do to me? He loves himself and finds the fault in the mirror. 
because the one who loves himself respects his ego, while the one who loves the mirror gives up himself. The mirror is the truth itself. He thinks the mirror is someone else. Besides, the mirror replies to the ones who turn their faces towards it. On the other hand, if he had broken the mirror, he would have broken me too. Hasn't it been said, I am with those whose hearts are broken? Remember that if you are two faced towards people, they like that. Besides, if you listen to their words and join them in the conversation, it makes them happy. Otherwise, they get bored. The men of this era choose to imitate on this path, and they take it to the last instance of imitation. Our thought about this is that these words have been told by the elders in the past. The symbols, the signs, and the interpretations of these words are all imitations. Now, two good deeds arise, one of which belongs to you for your sayings and the good deeds you conduce to, and the other one belongs to the one who performs the good deed. It is said in a hadith, the one who conduces to a good deed is like the one who did that deed. This means one of the two deeds belong to you as the one who conducted it and the other one belongs to the one who did it. Don't be upset. I gave my word not to be hypocritical. Hence, I speak straightforwardly with my friends. Because you couldn't wait for me to speak, the words were lost. No other words come to my mind. Now that what I wanted to say is gone, the words that will come out of my mouth will be different. In the people of God, these manifestations and visions are more common during the whirling, when they pass beyond their own realm of existence. Whirling carries them out to the other realms and makes them unite with God. There is one more kind of whirling which is forbidden, but it is a blasphemy to say that such a whirling performed by God's people is a sin. Those hands that rise during whirling will reach paradise for sure. If one of the mature ones begins to whirl in the east, another one starts whirling in the west. They are aware of each other's state. Someone said, Rumi is all grace. He is dressed up with the attributes of beauty and kindness. However, Shams carries both the attributes of grace and the attributes of distress, but his essence is beautiful. He describes me with the attributes of God and says, just like the Almighty Creator, he has both grace and distress. These are not his words. These are my words coming out of his mouth. Rumi's face is beautiful, but I have a beautiful side and an ugly side. Rumi has seen our beautiful side, but he has not seen our ugly side. This time, I am not acting hypocritically. I am showing my ugliness, so that he may see me as I am. He can understand my beautiful part and my ugly part. The first effect on the ones who like my discourse 
is that they take a dislike to other people's discourses. More than disliking, maybe they aren't able to talk to those people and can't attend their discourses. I said, every verse of Quran has a reason. It was given due to a specific reason. Each verse descends upon a need. The companions of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, were reading Quran very loudly next to him, so the verse was a descended saying, O oh, you who believe, raise not your voices above the voice of the Prophet. Surah Al-Hujurat, verse 2 All the Prophets have recognized each other. Jesus said, O oh, Christians, you don't know Moses. Come and see me so that you understand Moses. Hazrat Muhammad, peace be upon him, used to say, O Christians and Jews, you don't know Jesus and Moses well. Come and see me so that you may know them well. The prophets are always those who accept, introduce, and verify each other. Their words are those that complete and describe each other. Whirling is permitted for the pure servants of God because their hearts are clean. They love for the sake of God and their anger is for the sake of God. Their hearts are strong. There are three types of forgetfulness. First is worldly. The ones who are fascinated by the world forget to remember the afterlife. The second reason of forgetfulness is afterlife. This makes the person forget everything, even himself. The world seems like the mouse in a cat's paw to him. The third reason of forgetfulness is love of God. The one who is in love with God forgets both the world and the afterlife. This saying has the same meaning. The world is forbidden to the men of afterlife. The afterlife is forbidden to the men of world. They are both forbidden to the men of the truth. According to me, there is both drunkenness and sobriety in love. This means that the lover sometimes forgets, but according to Rumi, there is drunkenness in love, but no sobriety. For me, there cannot be forgetfulness in case of drunkenness. Someone said, Do you ever talk to God? Another one said, Yes, I do. I said, Now your lie has been exposed. I put some pressure on him and said, Now tell him to reply to you. He said, That is hard. I said, This was hard before too. But you said it was easy, just like he who fell behind in their discussion with the religious scholar Hajjaj bin Yusuf. Hajjaj had said to him, Why didn't you show your insufficiency before? Like Pharaoh saying, I believed, when he understood that he would drown. The ones who want to walk in the front should always take the end into consideration. Those who say, I know and understand man at first sight is wrong. What have they found and what do they rely on? You. Try to walk in your own inner realm. Try to go beyond it. When the smell and the beauty of the soul had reached our prophet, he had not yet seen his own soul. 
reaching the beauty of the soul, and seeing the soul is a high state. After seeing the soul, it is necessary to walk the path of the truth, so that the truth shall be seen with the eyes. I don't say the truth may be seen in this world or in this life. Even though the jewels of this world have curtains, they have such a light that it shows itself through them. The mature men see that light. But it is no surprise if they don't see the light that doesn't show itself. It is only surprising when the light shows itself, but they can't see it. Before abdicating from the reign of Baal, Ibrahim Adam was donating his properties and tiring his body with various worships. He was saying, What should be done to open my heart? One night he had fallen asleep on his throne. His eyes were sleeping although his soul was awake. The guards were wandering around him. Ibrahim Atam said to himself, Which enemy are you trying to keep away? The enemy is sleeping within me. We are the poor in need of God's mercy. What security can you afford? There is no other salvation for us other than his grace. His heart was rebelling with these thoughts. He lifted his head from the pillow and then laid down again. Suddenly, he heard noises and voices of loud footsteps from the ceiling of the mansion. It was like a big crowd was walking on the roof. The sound of the footsteps was echoing all over the mansion. He said to himself, What happened to the guards? Where are they? Don't they see that a crowd is running on the roof? Again, the noises bemused and terrified him. It was like he was unconscious. He had forgotten everything he thought of. He couldn't shout. He was unable to call out to the armed guards. At that moment, someone looked down from the roof at him and said, Oh, you, sitting on the throne, who are you? Ibrahim Adam replied, I am the sheikh. Who are you walking on the roof? He said, We lost two or three herds of camels. We are looking for them on the roof. Ibrahim Adam, Are you insane? The man answered, You are insane, Ibrahim Adam. Did you lose the herds of camel on the roof? How come you are looking for them up there? The man replied, Why do you look for God on the throne of rain? Do you look for him here? After that, no one could see Ibrahim Adam again. He left and his fellows went with him. No news was ever received from him. What is the meaning of sainthood? The one who has soldiers, a throne, and a crown does not have sainthood. Maybe the one who has sainthood in his ego is a saint. The saint is the one who is convincing with his words and silence, while showing grace in the right place and distress in the right place. Wise men don't say, we are helpless men. He is powerful. It is essential that you shall have the power. You shall be strong in every attribute. You shall keep silent when silence is needed. You shall reply when an answer is needed. 
you shall be tough at a time of distress and violence. You shall favor when kindness and tolerance is needed. Otherwise, those attributes will only cause that person trouble and torment. One of the fake philosophers was interpreting the torment in the grave after death. He was saying, the soul comes here to mature itself. It tries to collect the capital of maturity from this realm. After he leaves this realm, he is not longing for this place anymore. Now, let's come to the meaning from the image. If the soul unites with the body, it falls into trouble. The soul loses its vastness and conviviality. It sees properties and respect on one side. It sees lovable women and friends on the other side. It finds many pleasures. Talking about death to him means a thousand deaths for him. If he had waited for his wishes from the other world, he would be longing to go there. That wouldn't be death for him, but maybe life. Hazrat Muhammad, peace be upon him, says, The believers don't die. They may migrate from one realm to the other. Hence, migration is something other than death. A person cannot wander contentedly in a small and a dark house. He cannot experience comfort and joy. He cannot even sit down and stretch his legs. But when he migrates to a big house or a palace from that small house, there are gardens and rivers in there. So, that migration cannot be called death. These words are bright like a mirror. If you too have inner brightness and pleasure, you fall in love with death. May God make this contented for you, and don't forget us in your prayers. If you don't have such a light and pleasure, get prepared for that. Work on it. God informs about this in Quran. If you look for such a state, you will find it. Thus, God commands in Quran, If you claim that you are allies of God, then wish for death. Surah Al-Jumu'ah, verse 6 There are real men of God and believers who wish for death, just like there are faithful and true believers in women who wish for death. If you think of death at every occasion, and during every action, that is a good deed. Ghaznavid, Sultan Mahmud, had given a jewel to the curtain maker. The curtain maker was the deputy of the vizier. He has heard many praises and contentment about the vizier from the sultan. He asked the curtain maker, showing him a jewel. Is this a good jewel? What do you mean by good? Even saying something like this is rude. It is a hundreds of thousands of times a good jewel. It is like saying good is never enough to describe the greatness of our sheikh. It sounds impudent. The sheikh orders, then break that jewel. How can I break it? The vizier says that the value of all properties of sheikh is not even one-fourth of this jewel. Now this is a treasure. The sheikh says, All right, let it be so. This was just a test that was given to understand if there was such a person 
thinking like that in the palace. The trial was also for Ayaz. The sheikh was saying to himself, Please, let Ayaz, the one that I dote on, say the same. And he was repeating, If he does the same as others, what can we do? He is our favorite. He may speak as he wishes. They brought the jewel to the other side, where Ayaz was. The jewel was separated with a curtain to keep people away from it. When the sultan was gesturing Ayaz to take the jewel, he was afraid, shivering and saying to himself, I hope he doesn't speak like the others. Ayaz was looking at the sultan as if he was saying, Why are you shivering? But he was implying, shivering against the greatness of the sultan suits Ayaz. He had grown up in this palace. He was educated by his manners and his heart was full of love for his sultan. The sultan turned to Ayaz and said, O sultan, take this jewel. But he didn't say, O slave, take this. However, according to Ayaz, a sincere compliment was hidden in the word slave. Instead of saying the word sultan a thousand times, he would have preferred being called slave. He felt offended against the word sultan. Ayaz took the jewel. The sultan said, Is it good? Ayaz replied, Good, without adding a word. When he said, Is it nice? Ayaz said, It is nice. The sultan said, Then break it. Ayaz had prepared two stones and put them under his arm to do this upon his dream he had seen before. He smashed the jewel and broke it into pieces. Screams and sighs were heard all around. What's the sighing for, he said. They said, you broke such a precious jewel. Ayaz answered, the order of the sheikh is more precious than this jewel. Upon that reply, all the people bowed their heads in front of them. This time, they bellowed on the inside, saying, Oh, what have we done? They understood their disrespectful behavior. The sheikh ordered his surgeons and said, Call the executioners. Let them catch these men. Let them clean us from those fools. Ayaz said, O oh, tender-minded sultan, forgiving is the most proper action. A man who is in love with a woman leaves his workplace and quits working someday. If they say to him, they will hang you, he says, I was already asking for that, hang me. A lover does not have a fear of death, nor do his possessions have any worth. He may die for the sake of a mortal beloved, and they both go into the ground. Therefore, be the lover of Almighty God, who has no beginning and no end, impeccable and pure. Love him, for he is immortal. Ibrahim Adam was donating a lot of his properties and his soul to the dervishes he sees to reach this immortal lover. He used to wear stiff pieces under his clothes. He used to fast during the day secretly and give discourses in private seclusion rooms. He would then feel uncomfortable and get upset thinking that his heart was not opening. 
the dervish doesn't get harmed by the grumpiness of the community. If the world was filled with water, if seas overflow, how would that be different for a goose? Because it knows how to swim on water. Why do saints say, O oh God, feed me and make me successful? Prophets are content to say, We believed and we realized. There is a sensitive difference between the two. The prophets did not make a wish, they just said, We believe. But the dervishes made a request and begged, Feed me, make me successful. It is not the prophet's duty to say this. How can we reach their states? The lover who unites with his beloved shows modesty. But modesty before uniting is not welcome. I don't let you become a thought in the heart. I don't want you to become worthless in the eyes. I hide you in my soul, not in my eye, not in my heart, so that you will be my lover till my last breath. Distress always sees distress if it looks at grace with its own eyes. I once said to an infidel, You are a servant of God, and I am a servant of God too. But you are created from his attribute of distress, whereas I am created from his attribute of grace. The attribute of grace is greater than the attribute of distress. Give up the distress and get connected to grace. It feels better. The sweetest meals are for the guests of honor. Like God cues with his command, return to your Lord, well-pleased and pleasing. Surah Al-Fajr, verse 28 You are not a stranger to this divine blessing. Sheikh Muhammad said, The field of speech is wide and long. Everyone speaks as they wish. I said, The field of speech is very narrow, but the field of meaning is wide. Go beyond the words so that you see the width. Watch that field. See how far you are, or how close but far. If you watch your cleansing and kindness, and you clear yourself from that hidden malice, kindness and pureness goes much further. Oh, the real passenger of God, keep your heart nice. Because that Almighty God who fondles the hearts is repairing you. Every day he is bringing about a matter. Surah Ar-Rahman Verse 29 He is busy either with the one who is searching or with the one who is being searched for. Whoever says something else is a fool. Such a man doesn't see his own foolishness, but he has a divine view and sees everything as the mirror of God, so he realizes and knows what talent and kind thought is. The eyes that are far from divine views only have foolishness and a curtain. Now, you real friend, Almighty God is busy with making you successful and fixing your problems. He is dealing with you in the apparent and the hidden realm. He never neglects you. This verse says, And you do not will accept that God wills. Indeed, God is ever knowing and wise. Surah Al-Insan, verse 30.
It means, O Muhammad, whatever you wish is our will. This part here, you do not will, is commanded to the companions of the Prophet. It means that you cannot will. You also don't know how to look for the true path. This is not said for our Prophet. He is the messenger of God. He wills. An instrument player who is not in love gives people apathy because they listen to an untroubled mourner. However, the aim of the instrument and lyrics is impassioning the others. The breakup of the society and the disintegration of fellows happen because people don't pay regard to each other. It is necessary that they shall unite with each other and become as one body. God commands, My saints and my friends are under my domes. No one knows them but me. In parentheses, sacred saying of the Prophet. No one knows them but me has two meanings. The first one is the direct meaning and the other one is that the word no one means strangers. End of part, page 172.